New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones, Reverend Robert with you over here. Reverend Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And we do this every Friday morning, 7 a.m. here on the Mountain Time Zone. Thanks for being with us. Uh, as our lead-in says, we get to talk about anything we want on this program. And today, the top story of the week, Kim Potter. And if you don't know that name, uh, Kim is the officer that mistakenly, I'm going to say mistakenly, uh, shot Dante Wright. Uh, with a gun instead of a taser, as she was indicating she would be doing. And uh, that is going to cost her some time in, in prison. She was found guilty yesterday of uh, first degree and second degree manslaughter. Uh, Z, I think you set that up. What, what did the two charges add up to in years and dollars? Uh, they, they got it with first and second degree manslaughter. The two combined charges, if sentenced for the maximum, would be... Uh, 25 years in prison and a fine of $50,000. Um, you know, and, and, you know, as we were talking before the show started, you know, all of this, just to be real honest, um, is a travesty, a, a tragedy rather, because you got two lives that are messed up. And, you know, here we are Christmas Eve and, and, and it's a time for celebrating and rejoicing and, and, these two families have a whole different perspective on Christmas Eve at this moment in time. And, and so, you know, I, I want to say my heart goes out to both families. We know there is some death and, and, you know, you know, we, we know there's tragedy and all of this, but, but it's, it's, you know, uh, no one should find joy in two lives being uh, destroyed. Yes. And, and so, Let's want to put that out there before we get into the topic right away. Yeah, absolutely. Much it is a tough position to be for any any of us to consider um where she is. You made a great observation, right? 26-year veteran of the force, she's 49 years old. That means this young woman entered the police academy at the age of 23, right? Pretty much her entire adult life mm -hmm. has been in this field and now think about your life if you have been in the same position or the same work for 26 years have you made a couple of mistakes along the way uh, did you make a couple of mistakes that might have got you fired and we have to we do want to remember this is 
um, she is held to a different standard because of her position, uh, because of the years that she was involved in policing. Uh, she was a training officer uh, for the police and it, it it's tricky. And let's not forget, this is what's this incident of her killing, shooting and killing Dante Wright uh, is what sparked the protests that give rise to Kyle Rittenhouse and his belief that he can wander around with a automatic weapon and get himself into positions where he needs to defend himself. Right. Uh, so Michigan's been in the news a lot. Or, uh, sorry, I keep saying that, but it's Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, man, it looks like there's a need for reform in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you figure, you know, this was not too, not too many uh, days after uh, George Floyd, and then there was the, I forget the other case uh, in Minnesota where the uh, young man had his girlfriend or wife and in, in, in the car, and they shot the guy in the car with the wife or girlfriend there. All oh, this is Minnesota. Um, and so the, 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 the key, I think, or one of the keys to this program that, that we really want to get uh, out into the, to the conversation is our judicial system, our system of justice at this point is flawed. Now, we know there's not a perfect union, right? And and and, and we know, you know, there, there are a few things are perfect, at least in the eyes of the way we see it. But when we look at these kinds of things that happen over and over again, it's, it's, it's amazing. Now, the thing I was telling with Robert that, that really uh, – boggled my mind, I can't even find the words for the thing, is that originally they said he was stopped because he had an air freshener or something dangling from his mirror, which is illegal in Minnesota. By the time it got to trial, it was because his 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 uh, tag was, was not registered, registration had expired. But originally it was because he had something hanging from his mirror. And if you can get killed for having a air freshener hanging from your mirror, that's bad. And number two, it's like Target, Robert was bringing, it's like mostly black and brown people have those air fresheners hanging from their car. So it's almost like an excuse to set people up. I, I believe the the air fresh, the, the anything off your mirror being a violation, I really believe that's just a predatory law to, to pull people. To see what people are doing, to and I, I can imagine exactly. Oh, look, air freshener, black kid. Let's see what he's doing. Oh, hey, look, his license plate is expired. Even better. Now we're safe. Now we got double the reason to, to mess with this kid. Right. right. And and they're probably expecting because he has an air freshener. There's going to be some weed smoking, and that's why they got the air freshener to try to kill the weed. Which anybody <laughs> who knows if don't work. Weed, that air freshener ain't gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> that weed overpowers that air freshener in about 30 se to 10 seconds. So, um, and you know, folks, we don't want to sit here and pretend that Dante Wright was a saint. No, um, the, the man had his own troubles and did some things that uh we wouldn't recommend and we don't condone. And and the man wasn't a saint, and I, I still there's it's so. Well, we were talking about this before the show today, right? See, we want to, for the most part, people, we want to live in a black and white world. This is right. This is wrong. Yeah. 
you made a mistake, you'll the cops catch you, you go to jail. Um, if you did the crime, you go to prison. If you didn't do the crime, you don't go to prison. But that's not really how any of this works anymore. It's it's become a game of predator and prey. It's become a game of I'm I have a gun on one hip and a taser on the other hip, but I'm still so afraid for my life that at a certain point, let him run. Yeah. We know who he is. We know where he is. We're going to catch him again. Um, let him run before we put another body in the ground. Yeah. yeah. But that's not, but that's not, I, I know a police would argue with me on that point all day long. You can't let him run. You got to do everything in that one mm -hmm. moment. But it seems that that mentality has led us to a place where I don't know we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, you, you look at, you know, they said once they once they pulled him for the bite, the thing hanging from his mirror, the, the, and then they find out his license was was uh, not registered. Then they find out he had a warrant. Now, the warrant, as I understand it from what I read, is he was uh, they had an open warrant. He had been arrested for armed robbery or attempted armed robbery of of a couple of young ladies. Of about eight hundred and twenty dollars, that he had gone to a party. They tried to get the money and pull the gun and try to choke the lady and all of that, according to the to the report. And then they they arrested him. They found him later. They arrested him. He was on bond. They they gave him a bond of a uh, hundred thousand dollars. So he got out on that charge. Then they found him in violation of that because he wasn't supposed to smoke or drink or have a firearm. They found him with the firearm and then they didn't arrest him and he violated parole. Now that should have been, I mean, all of this could have been abated had they at that point said, Hey, you're under arrest right now. I want to go back and find, yeah. Who was that cop? Because it, that sounds like that cop didn't do his job. And if that yeah. cop does his job, Kim Potter's not involved. There's no there's no protests in Kenosha. Kyle Rittenhouse isn't involved. Oh. The men that Kyle Rittenhouse is. That's how insidious all of this becomes, folks. When and and that is part of I think the overall problem with with what's happening in policing and our criminal justice system because it starts with the police it ends in the courts and we're going to talk about that a little bit later here in today's program as well of another case where the courts are are doing what they're but that's going to come so what can we do here for is a bigger question right folks well so you know I, you know, part of it, I think, and that's a great question that we all should ponder going into the new year. And part of it is, I think each individual citizen is responsible. I'll, I'll be so bold as to say responsible to a certain level to understand our legal system. Mm. What, what, you know, what rights does a citizen have? What rights does someone who is uh, accused of a crime has? What rights are the police supposed to abide by or rules they're supposed to abide by when trying to keep all this together? Because what this shows me 
is what we teach in our new thought philosophies that everything is connected. We started with George Floyd to Dante Wright to the Rittenhauser, you know, with cross state lines, things that someone looking at independently might think, oh, well, it, that, that has no connection, but it's all connected. Right. Yeah. And we have to begin to look at the problem to solve it as a connected problem, not as an isolated problem. Exactly. As you were sharing that, it, it sparked in me. Uh, I'll admit it, folks. I, I'm, a, I'm a YouTube addict. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot control my. No, that's not true. I can't control myself. Uh, but one of the the channels that I've taken to watch, and I forget its exact name right now, but it's basically uh, a legal evaluation, if you will, of traffic stops. Because everybody's got a camera, so everybody's recording everything anymore, right? And this is good because what this person does is he breaks down the moment by step by step. No, nope, cop can't say that in Michigan or Minnesota. If a cop says this, here's the miss, and he does the case law and he goes through and says, according to this case and this case and this case. The judge with the court would likely find the officer at fault for this or likely find that the, the officer just violated this person's civil rights. Now, if you start watching these things and you watch a few of them, it, it may seem like this is happening every day in every police department mm -hmm. all across the country. And that's not the truth. No. We want to be clear about that as well. No. Not all police are bad. Not all police departments need to be reformed. We're not saying defund the police, but we are saying it's time to refund and, and look at how the police are funded, look yeah. at how police are trained and, uh, and to, to more fit into a just, equitable and peaceful society. So I want to come back to your point there. I think you're right. It is up to all of us to learn the laws and the, tr and the law, not what we think, not what somebody said. Oh, my brother-in-law said this was... No, to get in and do some work and read some case and, and learn the law in our own states so that we can continue to be good citizens when we and say, no, that's wrong. And I'm going to start filming because that's not what's supposed to happen. And, you know, you know, it's 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 ironic. You know, back in the mid 80s, early 90s, I was uh, living in New York and working with some young people uh, in the Rights of Passage program. And one of the things we had to teach the kids, especially the males, because that was another hotbed that was in the middle of the crack epidemic. And they were, they had another license to pull kids over. And we had to educate these kids. And I, and I'll say kids, I'm talking 12, 13, 14 year old kids on how to engage with the police officer if they get stopped. You know, it's, it was almost like it was almost like a uh, military, you know, you give them your name, rank, and serial number, and don't say nothing else until you get an adult or a lawyer or somebody there. Don't make any sudden moves. Don't, you know, there was a whole writ, if you will, of telling a 12 and 13 and 14-year-old how to respond. Now, that's, you know, you know, one of the big things that we deal with now is this whole idea of trauma. Imagine you 12, 13, 14 years old, and you being told how to respond, you're traumatized. I'm just, yeah. I'm just shooting marbles in the street. I'm just running out of my friend. And yeah. now I got to worry about name ranking serial them. Yep. Stop and frisk was a terrible policy. At <laughs> <laughs> New York, you really screwed the pooch on that one. That one was terrible. But, it, you know, I mean, let's be honest. 
I'm middle-aged. I'm a white guy. I got pulled over a couple of months ago and because the cop thought I was following him too fast. Now, you know, we were in Kansas or something, and I don't know the law. And he comes up and he goes, you're acting kind of nervous. I was like, yeah, officer, I, I, this doesn't happen to me every day. I, I imagine you do this 50, 60 times a day. I ain't been pulled over in 10 years. I didn't do anything wrong. What the yeah, of course, I'm a little nervous. Oh. Now, if you're a black kid in a black city, they ha already has been in problem, already has problems with the law. You're going to be nervous. You're not going to know what to do. You're going to try yeah. anything yeah. to get the hell out of there and not yeah. go back to jail. And it's, uh, again, our hearts feel for Dante's family and yeah. our our hearts feel for Kim Potter's family that that she was the one that stirred a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, and 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 before we go to the next story, you know, you you made me think about it right here when you were talking about that that case they had a few months ago of the of the commission officer in I think it was North Carolina, one of the Carolinas who was driving his car, and the cops tried to stop him, and he said, "I'm not stopping on these dark roads." He drove all the way till he got to a place where there was light at the gas station. And then the guy showed him. I'm a military guy. I, I think he was. He may have even been in the medical field. Right. Um, and then after the guy then got himself in trouble, he said, "Well, all you had to do is say no. Look at how you treat me here in the light. I don't know what you would have did in the dark. I would have been dead." Right. That's so, the, that's the belief system that even adult military black men live with and have to live with in this country. Uh, we're going to change it. It's going to change folks. It, it really does. And our next story, what we want to talk about while when what little time we have left today, it, it happened here in our home state. Z and I are, are adopted, uh, home state, uh, of Colorado. And, uh, back in 2019, there was a truck accident, big truck comes down big hill, Rocky mountain style hill and loses his brakes plows into a traffic backup and uh, and four people are dead. Now, this young man, it's a huge story here. It's making national headlines because last week he was sentenced to just under, and everybody's using the number 110. So, so sentenced to 110 years in prison. Uh, young man's 26, I think we said. Is that right, see? Yep. Uh, Average lifespan being about 85, maybe 90. Uh, <laughs> how do we, how does our system play, put, sentence somebody to more time in jail than is humanly possible as far as we know? And, um, and the judge even said it's all because of mandatory minimums. Right. And now one of the, a local DA is saying we ought to give this young man clemency, not, not let him out because he still has to pay for his crime, as it were, but to change his, uh, give the court flexibility in changing his sentencing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 you know, again, there's a, there's a need for a review of the complete legal and justice system. And this is pointing that out, as we were mentioning earlier, uh, <clears throat> we got to think, the Constitution was set up, and it and 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 you know 
all things being equal, it's a, it's a decent document. But there were some inherent omissions in that document because the, the people who were constructing it, whether they were on one side of the of the other of, of, of the going ons back then, there is obvious stuff that is left out, right? And, and it did not include people at that time, and I'm going back, that were property, they able to be property owners and have a say in how that thing get executed. And so now this system is spiraled out of control because it's it wasn't set up for the people, by the people, and all the people. It was set up for the people and by the people who were in control. Right. And so now we have this problem. And, 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 and uh, you know, one of our viewers put in this question. So what, I'll just put it up real quick. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're saying, you know, so so what do, you, what do we think the cause and effect? Well, that's part of the cause and effect right there. You have a system that wasn't set up in the beginning for the people and by the people and all the people. And now you're trying to fuse it some kind of way. And there's just some hard turn corners that we can't turn with the way it's set up. Yeah. Yep. One of the beliefs I, I want to be very clear to answer this question as well. My belief is it's time to refund the police, not defund. And I, I think of, oftentimes many of the social justice issues, or if you will, or causes, if you will, uh, we have a bad, tough time naming them. <laughs> we name them th things that, you know, it, it's kind of like critical race theory. It, it, just, a bad, just a tough name to work with defund the police not a smart name to work with not a not a rally cry um that is that's going to in, be inclusive rather than alienating and that's a rally cry that alienates anybody that aside uh, believes as the police do or ha, have sympathies towards the police and again mm -hmm. we're not we're not anti-policing here we're not anti-police force what we are is looking at what can we do to start to change that culture. So the belief system is that we can change this culture. This change culture can be changed and this culture can evolve and grow into more of a community advocate, mm -hmm. protect and serve. Um, the, to me, protect and serve doesn't mean ripping people for a, a Christmas tree hanging, an air freshener hanging in their window. Yeah. Protect and serve for me does not mean ripping people for the little stuff uh -uh. yeah okay is it his is it's expired pull you know maybe pull it over and give him a warning don't it, it and again everything just snowballs in these situations to i believe we can train police to get to a point of okay i'm gonna back off now they do it in high speed chases all the time they end the pursuit for the sake of the public safety yeah. I think there can be times you walk away from a traffic stop simply for the belief that it's better for public safety. And and here's another here's another uh, issue in terms of belief systems, in terms of how the cause and effect. We you know, uh, the the police departments are, are are have the motto to protect and serve, as you were saying. Excuse me, but now they are more militarized. They're more like soldiers, and soldiers aren't there to preserve and protect. They are there to defend and get rid of a threat. Destroy. Yeah. Destroy. Yeah. Threat, right. 
And so when you have the police department, people who are supposed to serve and protect, now looking at the citizenship as a threat and somebody we have to get rid of, that shifts the whole burden and the whole idea of what we're doing as police officers who are serving and protecting. And I personally can't imagine what it would be like to live every day, all day under that level of fear of, of, of needing to keep it in the back of your mind that every single interaction you have could lead to a gun being put, shot at you. Every, that every interaction could hold the, the seed of, of something more criminal. And that's, that's the, the consciousness they live in. And that's got to change. We yeah, can't change that. No, no. And, and, you know, you, you brought up a point in my mind, you know, back when I was in college, I was in the ROTC for a short period of time and I didn't start until my junior year. And because I missed my freshman and sophomore year, I had to go to uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky for basic training to make up for those two years that I would have gotten school. Uh, and, I was in a uh, I was an Alpha 15 for a Ranger unit, and everywhere we went, it was every song we sung for cadence, everything we sung to keep us moving was about danger, and 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 uh, and and destroying, and you know we know when you put someone in a stressful situation and you break down all their defenses and then you rebuild them with all these songs and cadence and stories to, to, to be a different kind of a person that spawns a whole nother attitude about how you look at life, how you look at people, how you look at risk and all of that. And so if that's what's in our uh, 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 psyche of our police officers now, um, you know, it's it, it it's going to take, as you said, some cultural training, some 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 psychological training, some uh, de-escalation and and diversity training. I mean, we have to look at this when we say, as you said, not defund the police, but refund the police, and how we allocate that money to make them better doing their job of serving and protecting. And we know that that may lead to somebody uh, losing their life. Thank you for the question to our viewer that's watching. Sorry, we don't have your name here. StreamYard does a little thing. You gotta uh, it is uh, you gotta do something over there on Facebook to say that we can see your name. But uh, we appreciate you being with us. I think that might be Rev Lee, uh, who was with yeah. us at the, at the beginning as well. So, uh, and Linda just put a good one up. This case is not a case yeah. of police misbehavior. It is related to the law, which included minimum mandatory sentences, sentences and uh, consecutive sentences. Yes, um, yes, that's the truck driver, and uh, we've bounced back and forth a little on you here today, Linda. Sorry yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that is a problem of, of mandatory minimums and consecutive sentencing, and that's a, a, to me again. That's that part of that belief system that it gets to the courts. It starts with the police, but it gets to the courts that say this person has to go away forever and can that there is no redemption for ever. Yeah. And uh, and that's, a, in my mind, a faulty belief system. 
I've changed. I don't know anybody that hasn't changed over their lifetime um, to take away a man's life, not through injection, but through imprisonment, but to take a man's life in that regard, I think discounts the ability for him to make a change, for him to reform, to, to be renewed. And that's not what we teach around here. No, so. and a lot of those mandatory sentences came about during the drug, the, the, the crack ec epidemic, which again was targeted to the brown and black communities. And they said, well, we're going to get these predators off this three strike you out rule and these mandatory minimums. All of them came about during that era when they looked at a group or a class of people as permanent enemies of the state. Yes. That, however, is another show. <laughs> and we are right about at our time, folks. Uh, so we're going to start to wrap this up here today. Thank you so much for being with us. We really do appreciate that you check in with us. And please tell a friend to check us out. Facebook, YouTube, the archives are everywhere. Enter hashtag New Thought Media Network. You'll find all of our programming. Uh, but you can also check out more of this program specifically uh, on our YouTube and Facebook uh, archives. If you'd like to join the conversation offline, please join us at minister talk at ntmedia.org. Uh, send a message, send an idea. If you have somebody you'd like to like us to see on the program uh, or any ideas on what you'd like us to talk about on this program, please feel free to send that over ntmedia or minister talk at ntmedia.org. Before we go, let's say thank you to some of our sponsors real quick. Center for Spiritual Living Denver for your continued support. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a special thanks. Heffrelin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our committed donors. If you'd like to be a part of the our committed donor pro program, please head on over to the website, ntmedia.org, click on donate, choose the monthly option in any amount, and we'll get your name on our video reels and say thank you throughout our videos. All right, Z, final thoughts. Final thoughts is let's look for a Christmas miracle as we move into 2022 of what justice looks like and how we can get involved. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, I wanted to also say Merry Christmas. Uh, we're going to say Happy New Year next year because or next week because we'll be with you next week for a best of 2021 show. I know the best of 2021. We're going to find some stuff. Don't worry about that. Uh, but we'll be back with you next week. So thank you for being with us on behalf of the New Thought Media Network. Please share with your friends. Tune on in and we'll be back again next week. Until then, peace. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about.
And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.